0: Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast.
1: Phones in this microphone were so dusty, man. I feel like I'm in like a haunted house or something.
2: (laughs) I'm Matt. (laughs) This is Jay. It's uh, it's been a while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's cobwebs in the studio here. (laughs)
2: Oh, I don't know what happens. It can't be my fault though.
1: No, no, absolutely not. It's just that we become possessed during this time of year.
2: Oh, yes. The Halloween season is here. Yes. So, of course, we were going to dust off the old mics. Get back into it. Mm -hmm. So
1: lots of cool things are happening, especially like cereals nowadays.
2: Yeah, it's definitely the year of the cereal for Halloween fans. Yeah, I mean, we
1: always look forward to the Halloween season to see what comes out, like food tie-ins or products and things like that. But this year, cereals have really kind of been knocking it out of the park, it looks like.
2: I've lost count of how many. I mean, like, let's just get this out of the way. The Monster cereals might not be doing anything special this year, which sucks. It does. But there are so many other new cereals this year. A lot. Out of all of them that you've heard of, which one are you most excited for?
1: I am most excited at this moment for Pumpkin Spice Frosted Flakes
2: pumpkin spice frosted flakes can you believe
1: it i never thought the day would come oh you've been praying for it (laughs) of course it's not as exciting as some of these other ones coming out though
2: it's a little exciting because it's like it's like tony's on the box like this is legitimate tony branded halloween flakes
1: the only thing that would make it cooler is if he was dressed up in like the uh skeleton cobra kai costume (laughs) yeah
2: i I know you would be a fan of that
1: (laughs) which one were you looking forward to
2: (sighs) Hmm, probably the reese's bats
1: oh the reese's bats very cool yeah
2: yeah i was not expecting that
1: just basic reese's puff cereal but in bat formations oh
2: so good little bat symbols in your bowl it's just like the most perfect unexpected thing
1: my God. And we've got the uh, Funkos that you were discussing on your site. Yeah. There's so many. They got Beetlejuice and Elvira. Freddy, Jason. Uh, I mean, really, when you look back and you say, geez, if there was ever a Freddy or a Jason cereal, we probably would have lost our
2: minds. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are kind of like knocking the Funko cereals, but I don't know. I'm not a Funko guy. I just think they're really cool. Yeah, I think they're very cool.
1: And just having like Elvira and Beetlejuice cereal is like a dream come true. Oh
2: man, that Elvira one. It's still on deck somewhere. They haven't like officially said where it's going to be. I mean, I think it's going to be Hot Topic. That would make the most sense. Yeah
1: it's gonna turn the milk black from what i hear
2: you know they sold me that line with the freddie and jasons and that milk did <laughs> not turn blood red
1: i know it was like a light pink it was like a mellow pastel pink
2: <laughs> totally like i left it in because i like shot a video and it took a while to shoot it and the whole time yeah. i was shooting i had this bowl fermenting yeah and i'm like i don't know guys i'm like after a fucking hour i would think it would be a little bit pink <laughs>
1: Well, after I realized that myself, like I kept a bowl, it was for like a day and a half and it was still only like light pink.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) That CEO was talking out of his ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But there's still so much to be had. You know, we've already gone out and picked up a couple of uh, our favorite pumpkin candles. (laughs) Oh yeah. Do you have yours going now? Of course. I got three going in the whole condo right now. Which one is closest to you? Uh, it's, I'll tell you one second. What is this? Pumpkin Buttercream by Yankee Candle.
2: Pumpkin Buttercream? It's like butter. That sounds delish. Yeah, you just want
1: to eat it. Mm, (laughs) What color is it? Like a brownish orange, I guess. It's really good. How about you? What do you got, burning?
2: Mine's in Ashland, which is to Yankee Candle what garbage on the ground is to steak. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying these are the ones you get for like 16 for 5 bucks at Michaels, but they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're My, serviceable. Yeah, they're serviceable. And for those on a budget like me, um Yeah. Pumpkin ginger snap pie is the candle of the night. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there. And the front has like these like I don't know how to describe them. They're like oatmeal cookies with fluff between them. Mm. I love fluff in the front yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking jay yeah. well i got my I'm not pump- even, i
2: don't want to know what that means i'm just <laughs> not gonna look it up
1: i don't know what it means but i love this iced coffee i have going i got some pumpkin ice coffee that we got at the store oh
2: pump- your, your dunkin donuts y- coffee. yeah mm-hmm.
1: i had to stock up for times like this so i mean
2: we're ready yeah it's it's here it's this is the time
1: of course, we always get criticized for starting too early, but whatever.
2: Oh man, I, like this year, we're starting way too late. It's so weird because it honestly feels like the season started two months ago. From what I see online, like people are just all in from July 3rd.
1: I think we're late this year. We got to really uh, kind of get ourselves together.
2: Yeah, yeah. Work double time to uh, make up for lost time.
1: And that's exactly what we're going to do tonight here on the Purple Stuff Podcast. We've got a great show. I think we do. It's one of our institutions, spooky songs. Yeah, so I'm very excited for spooky songs. Yeah, what and is this, this
2: the is... fifth time we've done this?
1: Yeah, because you know it's so much fun to do and get to run through songs that we would have playing at like a Halloween party or on a Halloween playlist or just in the background during the season.
2: Right. It's not necessarily like totally on the nose Monster Mash songs. They're just. Songs that somehow fit the season in their own unique ways. Yeah, they have some creepy
1: ambiance to them. Or they were connected in some way to the season. Yes. So we're going to start. We've got some great selections. And I'll volunteer. I'll oh, volunteer. great. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's just how I do. All right, rolling. <laughs> Here we go.
0: Number one.
1: So that was the Adams Family metal guitar cover featuring the human Tim. It's from the account on YouTube, Paul Farrer Music. Paul Farrer? Farrer?
2: Farrer. Oh, F-A-R-R-E-R.
1: Yes. Paul Farrer Music. I don't
2: know him, or at least I should say I didn't know him until this afternoon, but now I I love him. This (laughs) was a really good song.
1: I thought it was a good way to kick it off. Nice and simple.
2: Seriously, bitchin' track.
1: <laughs> I had to go with this because there's like 40 million different metal versions of the Adams Family theme song on YouTube. Yeah, most of them are like DIY. And they're not done by like super famous artists or anything. It's just people on YouTube who decided that the Adams Family theme song needed to be metalized, yeah. which I was very much in favor of. So I had to put this as my opener. For a couple of reasons. Number one is that I want to draw attention to the fact that the Addams family, they're going to be coming back in a big way next year.
2: Oh, is that true? What do they got cooking?
1: Well, we may be talking about this next year, next season, if we're still around. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There's going to be a animated movie coming out next year of the Addams family. It's got a really good cast, too. Who's in it? We have uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. She's going to be doing Wednesday. And then wait for it. Wait for it. Finn Wolfhard. And I every <laughs> every chance that I could take to say the name Finn Wolfhard, then I always take it. I love saying his name.
2: <laughs> yeah, that deep baritone really suits it. <laughs> so so i'm very
1: excited for that but meanwhile a couple of years ago the uh, adams family was going to be made into a, a tim burton movie like a uh, stop motion which was going to be sort of like looking like the corpse bride
2: oh that would have worked great yeah
1: i thought that would have worked really well but i'm glad they're not just doing what everyone would think and that would just be remaking the 90s movies you can't there... you can't beat
2: those yet it's too soon
1: i love those movies they're amazing. It's just, I always looking forward to something new. So next year, we may be very well talking about this. Uh, and, and I would hope that it does a good uh, service. You know what I mean? I hope they don't just slop it
2: together. No, the Adams Family brand is well protected. They don't <laughs> they don't put out shit. Never. <laughs> well, like we were saying earlier, there are a ton of metal Addams Family covers on YouTube, and they all feel really rough and quick. Like, they're fun to hear, but they definitely feel like, you know, hobbyist songs. Yeah, this right. sounds like it could have scored... A movie right maybe it'll play over the end credits over that upcoming animated feature
1: yeah i know it's not gonna happen
2: (laughs) they're gonna get somebody so different to do that such a pessimist well i have faith in what's his face (laughs) they'll probably get like fallout boy or something i don't know
3: please
0: Number 2
2: The ending theme to the Freddy's Nightmares TV series.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't believe
2: mm-hmm. you're leading off
1: with that. That's oh,
2: amazing. Gotta, gotta <laughs> start strong. So this uh, TV series debuted back in October of 88. And I think I came to you like seven months ago screaming about how I couldn't wait to talk about this theme on the podcast.
1: You were so ahead of the curve. You're like, you know, next year when we do spooky songs, I have to add this. Yeah, Yeah. it
2: was like calling shotgun two weeks before you get in the car.
1: (laughs) That's right. You were were spot on. That was your earliest pick.
2: Mm -hmm. So for those who don't remember, Freddy Krueger had his own TV series. And uh, in it, he kind of like hosted the episodes as if he was the Crypt Keeper. And I don't know. Did you see this show? It was fucking nuts. It did. I used to watch
1: it when you could actually catch it on TV.
2: I never saw it on TV like it was just I guess I just was not on the horror train really at that point. <laughs> but ugh, man, when you could dig up clips online, it is just so weird and so dark and you just can't believe they got away with some of that stuff. And it was very low budget, too. Oh man, but that just added to the creep factor.
1: <laughs> it did. So I have to hear about this.
2: Your reasoning. Oh, my I'm reasoning. Hoping, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My reasoning. Please. All right. So, their opening theme is pretty cool to this show. It's very similar. In fact, it might even be the same for all I know, but there's a bunch of other shit over it, so you can't really get a good listen. Mm-hmm. You go to the end credits, and you listen to the closing theme, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Just this haunting, desperate track that makes you want to stare in a mirror and hate yourself. <laughs> What? I love it. You know, That's my fucking style. You're going to see that theme repeated five more times tonight.
1: First of all, before you even go on, mm-hmm. the outro is the same thing as the intro. It's just more minimalist.
2: It's an underscore, is that what it's it, called? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that underscore overachieved. <laughs> I listen to that, and it's like you picture Freddie hitting the bottle after a bad breakup. I just want to fuck this song.
1: <laughs> Although I have to say, like, I know why you like it. It's that part where those yellow words flash on the screen. It's so artful when you hear that track over the yellow words. Tracy Shakespeare's "Girl Driver." <laughs>
2: It really, they, they do pair nicely with the on screen texts. Maybe that's yes. why they mix them together like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little surprised that you're not seeing the angle with this one. I mean, for me, this no, is I... just like, this could follow me around, just score my life.
1: I will say, I get where you're going with this. I'm more into the intro. I like that a little bit more because there's more going on. There's too much going on. You tend to love outro themes and i would love to get to the bottom of that because you've picked at least one or two outros on the purple stuff podcast previously and i would love to know why
2: just a general life thing with me is that i prefer it when things are over than when they're just starting <laughs> i
1: was just gonna say it's like thank god the show's <laughs> over fucking, yeah. <laughs>
2: god fucking go home
1: sleep. and go to sleep it's more because it sounds like it could be like Kane from WWE's theme song connected with unsolved mysteries and a current affair all in one.
2: Abso-fucking-lutely. lootly. is the perfect way to describe this haunting, desperate track. I love it, and I love that comparison. In fact, the songs that you've mentioned were either songs I talked about on previous shows or would have talked about on future shows.
1: I can't say anything against it, because I love the songs. I really do. So,
0: great pick. Thanks, Jay. Is he willing to bet his life on a piece of the action? Find out on the
3: next Friday's Nightmares.
0: Saturdays at midnight on El Paso's Fine Nine.
3: Number three. (laughs)
1: Was the theme song from Transylvania 65,000 from 1985, Matt?
2: Oh man, gotta tell you, never saw that movie, but that song did things to me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad it did. This one is one of these like low key kind of films. Not a lot of people are uh, huge fans of it. You know, the one person that you run into who's like, "Oh, I love that movie," then you know you got a connection going.
2: Yeah, it's a friend for life.
1: Yeah, it's like one of my top favorite rentals as a kid was this movie. It's about two reporters that travel to Transylvania to uncover the mystery of Frankenstein's monster. And they meet a mummy, a werewolf, a nympho
2: vampire. A nympho yeah. vampire.
1: Yeah, it's it, you know your normal Halloween type horror movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it's Jeff Goldblum and it's that other guy. Ed Bagley Jr. Yeah. And then correct me if I'm wrong because I watched the trailer earlier. Is Mr. Roper in this movie? Yes, he is. Oh, hot damn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Stanley.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm imitating his wink, but it doesn't really translate on an audio show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like total horror comedy, so it was right up my alley. But the song is sort of like an 80s um, kind of new wavy a little bit.
2: Oh, yeah. To me, this song sounded like if you hit the guys from Erasure over their heads with giant mallets, it's the song they would make.
1: (laughs) Yes. And it's got that kind of spooky vibe to it. So it is very appropriate for a Halloween playlist.
2: Yeah, it's very like it's almost like a low rent weird science, but it's good. It's definitely good.
1: That's exactly what it's like. Exactly. Yeah. So the song makes me feel the vibes of the movie. And when I think of the movie, it reminds me of when we used to rent it, but we didn't really rent it from the video store. We would get it from like food town. Oh, yeah. Like Food Town used to have these crazy deals when you rented movies. The old supermarket rental. Yeah, it was always like like, that's a lost art. Yeah, it was like rent one, get one free. And like that was pretty incredible sometimes, you know, because before easy video, this is what we had to do. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. But, But it's just like so great. Like you're tagging along with your mother when she's going grocery shopping. You score a fucking rental out of it.
1: Exactly. And I, of course, when you look at the cover of these tapes, that's what really sold you on it.
2: I'd never see all the movie, but I have the fucking tape here. And you're right. Like, the video cover is just fucking Uh, amazing.
1: Goldblum and Ed Bigley Jr. And there's a a gravestone behind it. And there's, like, zombie hands coming out. And a haunted mansion in the background. It's crazy, you know? Everything
2: you could want.
1: Oh, man. And then I would just hear the music playing in my head and start singing, Transylvania 6, 5000. It was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah.
2: What a fucking great track. And I can't believe this one wasn't on my radar because this is so me. And it's an easy way to, like,
1: get into the season even when it's not. Because it's not like, well, I can't listen to this all year round. Right, right. Totally. Get your little fix, even if it was January.
2: Yeah, it's just as good in January (laughs) as it is now.
1: (laughs) And I definitely recommend that movie if uh, any of the listeners haven't seen that before.
2: So, yeah, about that. I watched the trailer and I have to be honest, like, "Mm, not really (laughs) doing much for me. So would you say that it overachieves based on that trailer or is it kind of like that? You have
1: to be a fan of horror comedies. I mean, like to me, that's like probably my favorite genre of movies. It's a narrow hallway. Not a lot of people want to walk through that hallway. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, let's face it. Those the total coin flips, those horror comedies. They can go either way very easily.
1: Yeah. I think if you have the time and the patience and you're in for the night and you got some popcorn... Give it a go. I think it's a lot of fun. It's spooky. It's funny. You got all the horror tropes, like the classic monsters. You know, it's really cool.
2: Yeah. And like you said, Mr. Freaking Roper. Mr. Roper. Do it again. Do it again. Oh oh Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: uh...
0: Number 4.
2: That was Voices Carry, released by Till Tuesday back in 1985. Nice. Mm, So you know my thing where I like to take standard quote-unquote pop songs and mutate them into spooky tracks? Yeah, because at first I didn't know where you were going with this. Yeah, you and I, we had a discussion about it last night, and I don't know if you were totally on board with the pick at first. Yeah, but then you sold me on it, which you're probably about to do right now. Well, it's like on the surface, it's just kind of this sad love song about a possessive, controlling boyfriend. But you study those lyrics and you look at them from another angle, and it's basically like someone trying to survive a run-in with a maniac. Yeah. The entire chorus is literally the girl telling herself not to make a sound because her voice is carry and she might be found. Picture that over like the original Halloween when Jamie Lee Curtis is hiding in the closet.
1: yeah that's where you sold me right there because you could totally picture that scene and she doesn't want to make a sound because then michael myers will
2: figure out where she's at right and my side argument here is that god almighty like there are probably 100 150 classic halloween songs that everybody's heard 10 million times yeah you gotta get creative
1: you want things that kind of have an unsettling vibe not necessarily or like like you said before so on the nose you know right so i think in this case, especially if anyone remembers the video, because when you mentioned it, I did remember the video, which is also kind of creepy. But I don't know if it's as intentionally creepy because it seems like it's more about this guy who's kind of abusive
2: to, right. to the but girls. But it it's an eerie video all the same. I mean, it's not, it's less horror movie, more unsolved mystery segment. But yeah. that's still in the ballpark, <laughs> you know?
1: Yes, it's like a dramatization starring Holtzman from the Ghostbusters.
2: (laughs) She does look like that. (laughs) So that's uh, Amy Mann, right? Yeah, yeah. So trivia about this song, apparently originally it was about a lesbian love affair until the studio insisted that they make it heterosexual to make it more commercial. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it blows that they made them do that, but even now, like if you look at those lyrics, you still can see that angle in most of them yeah definitely i mean that said i'm sticking with my original point this is a scary song about a woman hiding from a giant bat monster just to
1: back you up real quick if any of the listeners want to watch this video there's a portion where she's up against a railing right and the the boyfriend goes up to her and he looks like he's about to bite her neck
2: yeah it's really like it's, it's very like it must have been i wasn't paying attention back then it was barely fucking ready for Transformers back then, but <laughs> it must have caused a little bit of a stir because it's suggestive, but it's still kind of graphic. Yeah. In the end, it's a liberating song because she's, she's all herself in the end of this video. Yeah. It's a great track though. Yeah. Voices carry till Tuesday. Her first name is till. Oh, yeah, it's it, not, this it's is not Amy. First, <laughs>
1: her last name is Tuesday. She's, Amy,
2: go... <laughs> yeah. It's till Tuesday. Not to be confused with Tuesday night.
3: <laughs> <Runnin'>, <laughs> no,
0: no <problem>. Number <laughs> 5.
2: You remember in the 60s when I invented the marsh? Well now the time has come for me to update that smash. Since I've been out of the Fright Game for 52 odd years, I invited a new crew to spread spooky cheer. The first to arrive was Dr. Hannibal Lecter. He brought his own date and he seemed to respect her. They hit the dance floor with a
0: jive and a jitter. Then he... He ripped off her face! He's pulling out her liver! That's really
3: gross! my god what just happened he ate her face yes i know i saw speaking of saw i like to play disgusting games
0: he broke his jaw. that is way too graphic i'm going to faint surely all the other guests won't
1: be all right matt room. that was the modern monster mash by the key of awesome
2: Never heard of The Key of Awesome before tonight, but that was such a cute and good song.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to be talking about this because it's not all the time when you can add something to your playlist that really feels like it fits so perfectly. Basically, a modern telling of the Monster Mash, which is it's in the title. Yep. In the past, I've provided spooky song selections that have been real winners, and I think a lot of the listeners uh, kind of, like, Lash latched on to, yeah. yeah, like, they're, like, really into those songs, and I think this is gonna be one of them, because this song is actually, like, brilliantly crafted, because it's intended to be a song parody, but it works so well, and it's so respectful to the original. That it works as like an actual modern version of the song, like not even as a parody. You oh, know? totally! It's it, it, yeah. it, it's
2: it's less a parody and more a sequel of sorts. It's a sequel. It's like a satire too. It's really cool. Right. You know? I mean, and the, the lyrics are just brilliant. Like it's so really it's so legitimately good. funny.
1: Yeah, and the the singer is doing like a spot on Bobby Pickett impression. Yeah. The lyrics, like you were saying, talk about the monsters and horror icons of the modern era, but in contrast with the original monsters and the universal monsters and stuff. So you'll see, like, Leatherface and Billy the Puppet, Michael Myers, Hannibal Lecter, uh, and he's he's comparing them to the monsters of yore, so it's really neat. And you can see how
2: these new it's... monsters don't behave as well
1: <laughs> Yeah, but when you look at the human centipede reference oh, and, God. You know, it's not like they're not as pure as uh they used to be yeah i love
2: uh poor franken boris Pickett singer guy's reaction to the human centipede segment ah the human centipede that sounds like a hit wait the ones in back have to eat the front one's shit enough the party's
1: over everybody out then michael myers chops the head off the wolfman and he's playing catch with the head with jason and it's just like <laughs> it's crazy it's nuts but like the whole time the song's going on and he's mentioning how these guys aren't like the old guys yeah i love the freddy part because freddy comes in and he's like you can't escape me bitch and like and then the, like the singer's like language <laughs> 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 so, just like things have really gotten out of hand with the monsters.
2: Yep, and so. they're all wearing spirit Halloween costumes.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: which is great in its own way. It makes it even yeah. funnier.
1: Yeah, so he uh, he's dressed up as uh, as Frankenstein, obviously, and then all his background singers are like the bride of Frankenstein and stuff like that. So yeah, did was... you,
2: I love the Michael Myers, especially like the worst fucking mask. Oh God, it's so
1: bad. It's
2: like it looks like it's crushed. It looks like a squashed pie. It's like completely yeah. <laughs> horizontal. It's really bad. It is bad. But of course, it just makes it funnier. It is
1: really well done and funny, so I'm glad that I could talk about it on the Purple Stuff Podcast. Nice job from the key of awesome. I won't let it go. I think it's
0: rather sad. Guys, I feel guilty. And I also feel bad. Let's give
3: them a couple moves. It's the least we can do. Okay, places, everybody. And a one, and a two. Look Look at us dance. dance. You did the monster dance?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number 6
2: You knew we weren't going to get through the show without at least one wrestling song. (laughs) Jay, what you just heard was the entrance theme for Xanta Claus. That's Xanta with an X. Yes. Who was an honest-to-God WWE wrestler back in
1: 1995.
2: Yeah, he was uh, a legend. (laughs) (laughs) You might know him better as Balls Mahoney, but back then he portrayed who was essentially the bizarro version of Santa. Yeah. Black and red suit whole black beard rotten attitude from the south pole
1: yeah he was like something out of an actual like christmas horror film
2: i mean I, th- that might be overstating the case i mean it's just this big guy wearing like a fuzzy red sweater but <laughs> i mean ah, oh, god just for me that was total championship material and i'm amazed that the gimmick didn't take off
1: The song itself actually is really creepy, and it may be creepier than a lot of other songs you brought up on the purple stuff before.
2: Well, I mean, coming off uh, Till Tuesday,
1: (laughs) maybe. No, it actually is, and it fits really well. If you were to use this as, like, the main score to a Christmas horror film, I mean, now, you got to remember, Christmas horror is this whole big sub genre that they have nowadays, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, people, not people just people now so into it,
2: like, it's almost yeah. like, a, it's like a fetish for some people.
1: Yeah, it goes back to like the 80s and Silent Night, Deadly Night and Christmas evil and all that. But now it's kind of like has a resurgence
2: going. So you bringing it up really fits somebody should license this for a new Christmas horror movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, and WWE still owns the name Santa Claus. So look at what they did with see no evil, right? You could Oh man. well, you can't I mean, get balls, though, because balls is past so
2: yeah but he left us this fucking awesome entrance theme so thank you balls mahoney
1: yes and i had my moment i did a shot of jack daniels with balls once
2: did you (laughs) yes
1: really what's that story i mean there wasn't much to it it was just like hey you want to do a shot like that was it (laughs) did you bring up xanta No, I didn't. I didn't. You know, because some people get weirded out when you talk about that stuff. Oh, man. If I was
2: him, it's like all I would want to talk about.
1: But I mean, you know, look at what they do with these other characters. You can easily throw someone else in that spot and then just make a low budget movie.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, Santa Claus still has such name value today. He's all fans are talking about, so it, it would work. Yeah, that's all fans are talking about. I know. You see all those signs. Yeah, Z- bring back Zanta. Bring clothes. back Zanta. Where's Zanta? Zanta <laughs> three sixteen. <laughs> oh, but the theme, yeah, it's like fucking John Carpenter dueling with Bing Crosby, and I love it. <laughs> no, that was a good pick. I liked it. Thanks, a lot. thanks yeah. Jay, and thank you, Zanta with a Z. I thought it's with an X. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swinging from the wrong drink. Yeah, Vince would be like,
3: "It's with an X, damn it,
1: it's an X." <laughs> sorry, don't hit me with the belt. <laughs> yes, happy holidays indeed. However, here comes, ladies and gentlemen, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and here comes
0: Take a look if you viewer. Uh,
3: Accompanied by a million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. From the South Pole, the South Pole, 130 pounds, Santa Claus!
0: (laughs) Number seven.
3: Don't ask me a thing!
1: That was Love is a Lie by Lion. This track was from Friday the 13th, part four, Matt. Do you remember Uh, which part this played in? Of course. (laughs) Of course I do. So this is the song that plays under Crispin Glover's wacky dance
2: scene. Uh, The best part in what's already probably the best Friday the 13th movie. Yes. So essentially, this scene is the best scene in all of Friar 13th.
1: (laughs) We have always agreed that that's probably like the best out of the series. What's interesting is that when you look back, when you were real young, you said you weren't a horror fan, but as you got older, you started to watch these movies. Mm -hmm. What was cool about that dance scene is that when you were first seeing those movies and maybe you weren't exposed to like the millions of other horror fans out there you know the weirdness of that scene had more of an impact because now it's like a big funny thing it's like a meme everybody knows it it's just kind of lost its its novelty to a lot of
2: people right no but i hear what you're saying because when i first saw part four it was definitely before i knew any reputation from the internet right and my eyes just Fixated on this,
3: yeah, we're like, like what? you know, people
2: that- are losing their heads and their and their legs, and I'm just like, oh, whatever. Crispin <laughs> no. Glover starts doing that weird thing with his hands, and I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? It's like the
1: cocaine version of the chicken dance or something.
2: <laughs> it totally fucking is.
1: <laughs> So what's even weirder is not that like yeah the dance is weird. But he's dancing to this hard rock 80s metal song, right? right.
2: Is this what it's, people mean when they say cock rock, by the way?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you sort know, of cock, yeah, like a sort of like a hair metal type vibe. Yeah. It had this kind of generic hard rock vibe. But on the back end, a lot of uh, lore from the film indicates that they were supposedly they first wanted to use ACDC's Back in Black.
2: Not just that they first wanted to use it. He's actually dancing to Back in Black.
1: That's right.
2: Exactly. That's yeah. What,
1: and it makes way more sense if you play Back in Black. Because I, I listened to Back in
2: Black today. I'm like, all right, it's still a pretty crazy dance for that song, too, though. It, it is. But
1: you could kind of picture him trying to be like singing to that. He's really emoting. Yeah. Yeah. He's expressing the song, so it makes
2: more sense. I I think the explanation (laughs) at the time was that that was sort of like how kids were dancing in clubs. (laughs) Seriously, I think I heard like, like he was like, you know, he was a hip young guy and he he was bringing his club experience to the set. I think he's just
1: out of his mind. I really do Yeah, in a good way, though. They said that he shut down the production one day because he had a yellow rubber ducky that was in the lake, and he couldn't find it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's just something his his agent floats to make him sound more interesting. He's probably like sitting back reading Entertainment Weekly right now, having some pistachios. Yeah, you got to up
1: his ante. You know, it's like he's got to keep getting those weird parts. All that said, let's talk about Lion for a second, because not to be confused with White Lion, Mm -hmm. this band may not have enjoyed the prestige as like fellow hair metal rockers of that era. But holy shit, check out their resume here. We've got the Wraith soundtrack. They were on there twice with uh, Surrender and Power Love. Yeah. Damn. Also got the Transformers theme song. Okay, they did the Transformers theme song from the Transformers, the movie soundtrack.
2: Oh, my God. They did the fucking Transformers theme.
1: Yeah, it's like I'm piling it on right now. I mean, now you can't not love love is a lie by Lion. And by the end, after hearing them sing that 40 times, you know, for damn sure,
2: love is certainly a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it definitely bore repeating, apparently. <laughs> I love how it sounds like something that might have scored a montage in, like, Breakfast Club or, like, St. Elmo's Fire.
1: Yeah, so 80s, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I I think it's better when you look back. Like, I think it's better it wasn't ACDC in that scene because having something, like, less well-known makes more sense, I think.
2: Oh, this was such a perfect pick. I I wouldn't change it for anything. There isn't a song in the universe I would slug in there if I had that power. (laughs) It's definitely got to be Love is a Lie. Yes. (laughs)
1: They better thank Crispin Glover for putting them over. Yeah, seriously.
2: <laughs> My God. What a fucking performance from that yes. brilliant artist. Ted, hey, Ted, where the hell's Parks Corkscrew?
0: Number eight.
2: was drive to santa mira i think that's how you say it the third song off the halloween three season of the witch soundtrack from 1981 so great composed by john carpenter and alan howarth howarth yeah howarth all rights reserved so here's the deal when it comes to songs from halloween three everyone fixates on that silver shamrock theme yeah it's it's like all right like we get it it's great it's fucking awesome that song is life but we all tend to overlook how good the actual score is yeah the score is tremendous yeah i mean if there's anything that binds this weird side movie to the rest of the franchise it's the full-blown on-brand carpenter score the thing with the
1: entire soundtrack with silver shamrock included i would say that the soundtrack as a whole You could use that the entire Halloween season, like the whole fall season. Just great background music.
2: Totally. It's very, it's all very simplistic. It's not too aggressive, but it's all creepy and it's all perfect. It really is. It's so good. This is my favorite song, though, from the album. And it plays over the sequence when Don and Ellie are just like exploring that weird town. Yeah. And like, doesn't this remind you of a song that would have played when we were driving to those three hour away shop rights looking for Ecto?
1: this soundtrack it comes on like every other song on my playlist yeah so if we're going to like some haunted attraction or trying to find some weird food and then we stop at that little produce shack because it says hot apple cider Uh and then and jack-o-lanterns are out there so we (laughs) we we stop at the side of the road because you want it you want to instagram it and i want the cider (laughs) and then we realize that the people running the shack are the mutants from wrong turn (laughs) that's this song
2: (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly it. Just a spooky fucking road trip song when you're getting cider and I'm getting Instagram and then we're getting killed.
3: Yeah.
1: Perfect. There's nothing that could make your Halloween evenings better than this playing on like a, especially if you have a record player.
2: Man, that little scratchy scratch of the vinyl. Yeah. good. I also uh, appreciate how it feels like you could learn that in exactly two minutes, even if you have no prior keyboard experience. Just sort of like the super evil version of chopsticks. It's like literally just hitting two keys over and over again. I'll tell you, I... I'd like to say I had the confidence
1: to figure that out, but it took me like a year and a half to figure out how to play When the Saints Go Marching In on my Casio keyboard in 1987.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, that was a classic one to learn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if only I knew this song back then, it would be great.
2: Yeah. You, were you the same? Like, for me, it was never a problem to get the Oh and the Saints, but when they had to go marching in, always <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they were marching into
1: Santa Mira. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number nine.
1: Looking for the Magic by the Dwight Twilley Band from 1977,
2: Matt. Oh, man. This is definitely uh, my kind of song.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this was really popularized to our circles in the movie You're Next.
2: Love that movie. I know you did, too.
1: Well, so originally I didn't, though, but you wound up kind of selling me on it because I needed some coercion.
2: Oh, that's right. You're yeah, like, a late bloomer with your nest. I
1: was, and and I'm free to admit that because there's movies that I see, I, it just doesn't catch on. But when you look at them in a different way, uh, I actually, I think we were at Monster Mania, and you were trying to convince me, like, this is why it's good. And then when I watched it a few more times, I, I really started to get the goodness. yeah. And I really love when horror movies rescue songs from obscurity, because to me, that's
3: wonderful.
1: (laughs) You know, this guy, Adam Wingard, who made the movie, his team, they wanted to get a song that was obviously reasonable enough to put in the film that when they licensed it out, they weren't going to like break their budget. Right. So they kind of rescued this song out of nowhere and they wanted something classic but something that had an unsettling kind of underlying dark tone about it. So one of the guys on their uh, crew mentioned this song and they decided that was gonna be the one. And what was cool is I was reading an interview with uh, Wingard and he said that on the set, all the actors and crew members were like listening to it on their iPods and they would play it in the background, everything. It was really cool so because- So it became
2: like a motivator for them?
1: Yeah, it was like the theme of the whole movie and production. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And the movie is about a family under attack by mass killers, basically.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the that's the very short summary. But it's, you know, the thing is, you say the plot, and it doesn't sound very unique. But that movie just has such amazing dialogue, and the the way like the characters are sort of realized is just so like full. I don't yeah. know how else to put it.
1: And it's it's definitely like sort of like a satire on like horror tropes and stuff like that, which is cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, it definitely couldn't call it a comedy, but it's almost tongue in cheek in its way.
1: Right. Exactly. It's one of those films that not everyone is 100 percent on. It's like some people just they absolutely love it or they're kind of just in the middle maybe. Well, I
2: got I got to be honest, like you mentioned the director Wingard. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah. Because of this movie, I'm, I am I kind of like auto-sign on for whatever he does. And I'm not saying yeah. like anytime he does anything, I'm just automatically going to love it. But I will always give his stuff a chance because I know what he could do. Yeah, totally. I'm with you. I agree. And as for this song, I think it was, you said 1977,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. I didn't know of Dwight Willie at all. I just know that when they put that on on the record player and then that drum intro starts up. And it's not like creepy by the dictionary definition (laughs) no it's
2: it's not creepy but it's the kind of song that somebody creepy would listen to
1: yeah so that's sort (laughs) of what makes it creepy it has that like reverb in the background and it has the old kind of sound to it so it definitely fits yeah yeah it's pretty neat so i like that they kind of made that synonymous with the movie now and it, it, it's got a whole new life thanks to the movie so i put this on my halloween playlist i don't care it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with halloween but it's horror and i think it's going to be forever ingrained
2: oh no r- i mean it's like we were saying before it's it doesn't matter if the tie is like super super strong yeah you're making your playlist more robust and giving it some variety
1: you got to put a little uh, spice in there. Yeah. So that's what this is.
2: By the way, this guy Dwight, who sung it, looked up some yeah. old pictures of him. He looks like Jim Morrison mixed with Dracula. <laughs> he He's a handsome chap. And now he kind of looks like Mads Mickelson. Like he is just hes just eternally interesting.
1: I was thinking the same thing. I thought it was, he looked like Jim Morrison. Right, right. It's
2: not just me, right? Like he's very yeah. Morrison
1: definitely
2: i wonder if that was intentional does the timeline sort of line up maybe that was just the style everyone had to look like that
1: yeah that's probably what it is
2: so yeah great song thanks
0: number 10
2: number one crush by garbage nice which isn't just one of my favorite creepy songs it is one of my all-time favorite songs period yeah you are a huge fan of garbage i've been worshiping at the altar of shirley mansion for 20 fucking years jay (laughs) did you say mansion (laughs) shirley mansion for 20 fucking years jay is it mansion or manson it's manson i just don't know how to fucking talk Shirley Manchin. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) i fucking hang my head in shame. So there are a couple of versions of this song by Miss Manchin, but this one probably works best on a Halloween playlist.
1: Yes, it's, it's totally creepy.
2: Yeah, extra gothic. It's almost kind of metal in a way. Yeah. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that it is, like, totally appropriate to go on a Halloween playlist. Like, this isn't just... Some pop song that you're kind of making a tangential, however you pronounce that, tie. This is so perfect. This one, if you contrast it with Till Tuesday,
1: this one is way more, it fits way more into that kind of genre. Right. If you were listening to like Spotify and they had some sort of like generic Halloween playlist, they'd probably have this on there.
2: Right. Like number one crush is the spice to Voices Carries' Sugar. (laughs) the lyrics the most oft-repeated phrase in the song is i would die for you right there's also i would kill for you Mm -hmm. i would burn for you Mm -hmm. and if you want i'll sit here and read you the whole lyric sheet
1: Oh, it's, it's very, um, methodical and it kind of, it, it's, it, it puts you under, it's like mesmerizing.
2: Yeah. It's very trans like, and I've noticed that's actually kind of like a recurring theme in garbage songs. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you watch the videos with them, mm-hmm. they're almost intentionally trying to like mesmerize you in a way, yeah. just even down to like the patterns they put on the screen. I don't know. Worked on me though.
1: Definitely. I was a big fan of Garbage as well. Um, obviously, you were a bigger fan, but when they were first getting popular, this was one of the songs that I would listen to, like, over and over again. One of their best tracks, and I'm glad you threw it on here, but with all of what you just said, and the mispronunciation of her last name, let's talk about this. She's Charles
2: Manson's cousin. Is that... Ch- no, are you bullshitting? For real! No, that's fucking nonsense. <laughs> I know Shirley <laughs> uh,
3: Um
2: Wait, are you serious? No, I was joking. Oh, <laughs> fucking dick. I'm like, Jesus Christ. They, oh, I'm always reading trivia about Shirley. So just for the record, half of yeah. like Garbage's discography, is that how you pronounce that? I'm really fucking up with words tonight. No,
1: you did discography. Uh, discography. I, oh fuck yes. Yeah. So, like, half
2: of their discography would work on a Halloween playlist. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's just... Ugh, that band understands the psychology of pain like nobody else. And <laughs> I will always listen to them while I'm eating Count chocolate. <laughs> Number one crush. It's Crush.
1: Kona Crush, bro. Oh, bruh. my God.
2: Oh, man.
1: Savage, you did not visit me in prison. <laughs> Shake my hand. (laughs) I don't know how we turned in garbage into the WrestleMania 10 Savage Crush Summit.
2: Listen, anytime you can bring up Kona Crush on the show, I'm down for it. So thanks.
0: Number 11.
1: 45 grave with party time from return of the living dead.
2: Yeah. One of your big major horror movies, right?
1: That movie. It's so great. And um, I'm sure people would peg me for picking the song that trash strips to in return of the living dead, but that's not the one that I rock out to the most party time just brings to mind this masterpiece horror comedy. It's amazing. So this is the track that's used a few times throughout the film. And also at the end credits. This is one of those like quintessential zombie movies, in my opinion. The way the previous film, like you yeah, have Night of the Living Dead, obviously an yeah. you know, un- unbeatable classic. But this movie is such a quintessential 80s movie.
2: Plus it's like really, really gory. It's all like
1: practical effects, yeah. And I, that's one of the greatest things. So this song even plays when uh, trash is about to get mauled by zombies. So it's playing over
2: key scenes. They had a lot of faith in this song.
1: Yeah. Nowadays, it's kind of unheard of to say, yeah, we got this song. Let's play it like four times. But no, it's not true because we were just talking about You're Next. And they played that song how many times in the movie? Maybe it was an homage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, when you have something good and you're paying for it, you might as well use it 500 (laughs) times. $5,000 for fucking party time. (laughs) We're going to get our money's worth.
2: (laughs) This sounded to me like almost the female Blackie Lawless. A
1: little bit, yeah.
2: What's her name? Dinah Cancer? I know, right? What a awful name. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you know it doesn't it hasn't aged well. And like any Halloween
1: party worth going to, should have this on their playlist, in my opinion. Party time! The soundtrack to this movie is unbelievable. Like the whole soundtrack is great. This one is just probably the most recognizable from that movie, I'd say. And it's also one of the ones that you could really rock out to so
2: yeah and, and on on youtube there's all these people that take this song and put it over clips from the movie and i watched a couple today oh my god this movie looks fucking good and the song's oh great cool. just to get yeah, that out of the way the song's it's really good
1: so good like the vibe of it it's got a very horror Halloween feel, almost as if you're watching like a late night, like kind of horror movie marathon. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just, oh, it's got that great vibe to it. So, yeah, it would totally and,
2: be like the bumpers in an all night marathon.
1: Yeah. And everybody's all punked out and just the hair's crazy and, oh, it's fantastic.
2: Oh, this feels in its weird way, like the most Halloween-y of your picks.
1: Yeah. Definitely. That's why I saved the best for last.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Party, it's time. party
1: time. It's party time. Do you want party? It's party time.
0: We got party. It's party time. Number 12. In my pocket My own private spook And if you think you've got the nerve Then I'll give you a look i got a monster
1: He's ghouly
3: through and through
1: If you don't think you will be afraid I'll show my friend to you He's grizzly, He's gory He's really quite horrific And if you don't believe me Should I be more specific? He's Frankenstein and Dracula He's
0: the mummy too He fires the skies like witches And does what werewolves do He's
3: a monster
2: boy that was monster in my pocket this should have been a hit song from the monster rock audio cassette back in 1992 oh my god yep I... they, they made a fucking album based on the monster in my pocket toy line you unearthed some treasure there yeah i actually got to give props to roger for my mockery because this was featured somewhere on his site and i don't think i really had heard of it before then so thank you roger we're all thinking yes. of you we love you brother
1: yes totally yeah. and uh that was thank god he had that that's amazing
2: yeah so i mean for people who don't remember i can't imagine any of our listeners don't but monster my pocket was that huge line of little rubber monster figures mm-hmm. and in of itself it was sort of like a gateway drug for kids who were just starting to dip their toes into horror right so then you like you know what's the next step you start listening to spooky songs and this one man <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Can you this believe is...
2: they put this much effort into, like, this throwaway fucking novelty album? I just can't believe they had an album. <laughs> right? Like a full album right? of, like, like really just... fleshed out music. Yeah, but they did. Like, they just kind of just threw it out there. No fanfare, nothing. It's like, all right, oh. you know what? We, we wanted—maybe it was a passion project. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Uh, I mean, but legitimately is not a bad song. Like, if there was a Monster in My Pocket movie, this could be the theme and it would work.
1: I would love to see the behind the music of the bands that worked on this. And like, yeah, like, what was the highlight of your career? The Monster in My Pocket album, absolutely, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs>
3: well,
2: <laughs> I think my most underrated work, of course, is the yeah. Monster in My Pocket song from Monster Rock. <laughs> P.S. I can't be certain, but I feel like they cribbed the flow from, like, Baby Got Back or something. Oh, is that what you think? Or is it like, you can't touch this? It's one of those two. There's definitely a song that this is aping. You
1: know what? I do get the impression, though, that the singer... Let me know if you remember this. So, on the Purple Stuff podcast one time, we mentioned rockwell somebody's watching me yeah i remember when I, we talked about you that. know the part where he's like i'm afraid to wash my hair i'm afraid to wash my hair that that part like that exact part and the way he sings that is like how this guy sings the entire song
2: oh man the thought that the singer of monster in my pocket from the monster rock album was singularly influenced by this one part of rockwell's song <laughs> trying to just match that cadence the yeah. entire time <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking headcanon worth having.
1: <laughs> it's just so inspired. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. And the whole album is great, too. I think there's also a Monster Mash cover on there. There it's, is. There's yeah. like 12 tracks. It's a real deal. Full album. Monster in My Pocket. OK, sure. Yeah.
1: I can't believe it passed me by. I mean, there's things that pass us by, which is why we really need to be in step and sort of still communicating. Because if I cut myself off from society, which I always want to do, I always find myself at that point yeah. where I'm like, you're, no, you're, you know,
2: you're perpetually you're, on the edge.
1: Yeah, I'm like, no, F this. I just can't deal with it anymore. But then when you really think about it, if you said that, you may not be hearing about stuff like this. Right. So it's we, we
2: could have went through our entire fucking lives not knowing about the monster in my pocket song. Can you and imagine our lives would be emptier because of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so thank you the uh mystery band behind Monster Rock and Rod <laughs> for my mockery yes, for uh, giving us this blessing tonight.
1: Thank you both for making our Halloween playlist even better.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> monster! Monster! Man.
1: Well, that was a hell of a show man
2: oh man it really felt pretty good to be back
3: it, it, it did it did yeah, yeah absolutely i
2: mispronounced a couple of dozen words but you know i always do nah, you did you did really well oh, i mean
1: h- hooked on phonics worked for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? i wish i could say it was true i mean
1: i tried it just, you know. i don't know like we'll get into our favorites and stuff but i gotta say I'm just about ready to go trick or treating. Can we just go fast forward? To
2: uh, no, right don't, now? Don't, don't fast forward. What are you thinking, man? We got to freeze time. Yeah, That's what uh, we need to
1: do. We'll put it on slow mo.
2: Yeah. Or we now, need to we'll- do like that old trope where we just relive the day of Halloween over and over again, even though it's on a Wednesday this year, which absolutely sucks. Sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's like just fucking throw the dart and hope for the worst spot. Oh, there you go. Fucking Wednesday. <laughs> It couldn't couldn't be a worse day. Yeah, there's literally no redeeming factor. I know some people are going to say, oh, Tuesday's worse. No, it's not. Wednesday's classically the worst.
1: No, it's absolute worst. Totally,
2: totally the worst. Just garbage. (laughs) Not the good number one crush kind either.
1: (laughs) All right, let's run through our songs then.
2: All right, I'll pick from yours first here. Okay. All right, so we had Fufa. I actually have to say, of all the mixes that you've brought to the table on all of our spooky song shows, I think I was actually most into this one. Really? Yeah, I really liked all of the songs. There wasn't even one that I was just like, eh.
1: Well, that's good. I'm glad I was able to uh, hit your marks.
2: Yeah, and if I didn't bring Till Tuesday to the table, you'd be saying the same to me.
1: <laughs> no, I you
2: sold me on
1: that. Oh, okay,
3: you really good. did.
2: All yeah. right, so we had the Addams Family metal theme. Yeah. The Modern Monster However you say that. Modern Monster Mash. Modern Monster Mash, yes, thank you. Love is a Lie by Lion, or as I always have called it, Love is a Lion, and now I'm finding out that <laughs> I've been saying the incorrect fucking song title for the past 13 years, thanks. <laughs> the Transylvania 65000 theme, Party Time by 45 Grave, and that song by the guy who looks like John Morrison and Dracula.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, <laughs> wow, this is fucking tough. It is. Mmm.
1: I think I know, I think I know what you're going to go with.
2: You don't. You don't. No, I don't? No. Okay. Right. Uh, because I am going to take the theme from Transylvania 6 5000.
3: Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Transylvania 6 5000. Transylvania
2: 6 Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, like, I just for me, personally, this sounds like the kind of band I would listen to. Yeah. Like, you know, forget the fact that it's a spooky song and they're talking about ridiculous shit. Just the way the song sounds, that's my style. Yeah,
1: I, I totally dig that. I love that track, too. Yeah. It's such a good track. And you know what I do love about that song, though, for real, is that they made that song specifically for the movie as, like, an intro. Yeah. But it's almost like when you look back at, like, the Fright Night theme or, uh, like you said, Weird Science and things like that, like, they, this song was specifically geared to this movie and i I really like when they do stuff like that because you don't really get that a lot most of the time it's like hey we're gonna use this song that already exists right this is made specifically for it and it has that kind of spooky vibe
2: to it whole ass custom and again i'll remind everyone that it stars mr roper
3: oh stanley
2: Oh, God. That was reason enough to pick it.
1: <laughs> i That's why you picked it.
2: No, I actually really love the song, but I mean, okay. I, I love your Mrs. Roper <laughs> impression equally. All right. Thanks.
1: All right. Let's get into yours. So you had quite a list as well. We kicked things off with Freddy's Nightmares outro. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Voices Carry by Till Tuesday. mm mm-hmm. uh, Garbage, number one crush. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drive to Santa Mira from Halloween 3 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus, the theme song.
2: That's Santa with an X.
1: Yes. And the party, uh, Monster Part. Wait, what was it? Monster, Monster. Uh, monster <laughs> in, in my, my pocket.
2: pocket. Part yeah. of the Monster Rock soundtrack. Monster.
1: Yes. Okay, that's it. Yes. So, God. And that's going to be tough because that is like your ace in the hole. I'm going to wager that, like, probably half of the people listening have never heard of this CD.
2: Yeah, like, I don't even think... You know? they, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's a very obscure album. I think it was actually sold, like, in this plastic package with a couple of figures. Okay. I don't even know if it was really available widely in the States. Okay. Because they, they had a big presence in the UK, so it was real obscure. Right.
1: Well, I'm going to measure this on something that i would really like to hear like you said when we're you know driving around doing crazy stuff during the halloween season so i'm gonna go with the monster in my pocket track
2: oh wow i thought you were inching away but there you go yeah yeah i have
1: to i mean it's it's hard not to because it's just so it's so wacky But it definitely sounds like something I'd have on my Halloween playlist. It it totally does. In fact,
2: like when I showed you the song yesterday, it was almost like you were in disbelief that you didn't have it yet. I know. You couldn't believe that I was gifting you this treasure. (laughs) I mean, I'm not picking it because
1: it's great. I'm just picking it because like I just never knew it existed.
2: Well, I, I but that's no I, I, it's just, you're laughing but I kind of get it cuz it's like yeah. you know every fucking song in the universe. I could sit here and bang a pot for 3 seconds and you'd be adding it to the playlist just cuz it's something new. So the fact that you have this whole monster Halloween song like that's yeah. got to be mind-blowing for you
1: it is it's really good so I can't wait that's a great uh, great choice though but you had a lot of good ones I mean like my next one would probably be Drive to Santa Mira but I mean like I listen to that all the time yeah that's just like waking up tomorrow morning
2: yeah yeah it's a little played out for you it's it's yeah song of your life yeah so So, we have our, our, our finalists tonight monster in my pocket and what the fuck did I pick
1: transylvania six five
2: thousand yeah interestingly like those two songs belong together like, they really they, they do. feel very in
1: line and i think um those are ones that people should be adding to their playlist i really i wish that if anybody takes anything from our podcasts obviously people do kind of take our suggestions for music which is great yep But one thing I would love to see this is that people start their own little like Halloween parties just as an excuse to play all this great music. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's that's totally like, man, that's like my dream. I've never hosted a Halloween party, but every time I imagine it, it's always with these songs.
1: I know I I always loved in like watching old like TV shows where they would go to a Halloween party or yeah. like a movie where they're at a masquerade like right. those are the greatest things and like you can't have those without good music so I would love to like incite people to just have parties. Yeah
2: like <laughs> grab that Transylvania 65000 theme and go fucking <laughs> fill a big jug thing with apples and water.
1: Oh my god yes. Make like some candy corn monsters.
2: Oh yeah, you shove it into a banana. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that's a thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> you... So this has
1: been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Transylvania Six. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listening to the
3: Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.